1: Hey, what's going on? No bad dog army. This is a great podcast with a dog owner who is struggling like a lot of you out there with reactivity on the leash. We've done some, uh, well, we've done a lot of reactivity uh, podcast here, but uh, you know there's some things said in this podcast that we haven't really talked about and we go over a lot of expectations uh, in reality and you know we talk about different breeds and things that you really just can't ever completely get rid of and we talk about going against nature and yeah, it's a good one. It's definitely some good information in here about um, you know, using the e-collar and using the handling and uh what we should what we should do when dogs are outside and barking in the fenced in yard and just kind of like going over and connecting the dots for you guys. So this is a great one. Um by the time you guys are listening to this, uh, we're going to be on tour. So we're really excited and uh, to hit the road, and we can't wait to meet some of you guys. So if you can, come on out and hang out for the meet and greet. The link is in the description below. Of course, there's still a lot of tickets available. And uh, f- for the first time ever on the No Bad Dog Members Club, I have actually introduced my two trainers, two of my trainers, into the Members Club answering your questions in the all-access Tier, So you guys can go and get all of the unlimited content that we put out on YouTube, but it's the full-length version. YouTube videos are 15-20 minutes. The full-length versions are two hours. So you're getting all the meat and potatoes and all the things in between. These people are paying a lot of money to train with me, and you guys are getting several of them a month in the comfort of your own home on your own terms, as well as the No Bad Dog wonderful community empowering and helping each other, as well as, of course, access to my actual trainers, and you can ask them as many questions as you want throughout the day it's really a a rare service and we know that the prices are going up next year so make sure if you guys want to get in lock it in link in the description below to join the members club we'll see you there and if you guys want me to answer your dog training questions make sure you go over to the itunes review chart and leave your review and leave me your questions i am completely out right now so um, we won't have any at the end but if you guys have any questions go over the itunes review chart and leave a review and we'll see you there what are your What are your biggest concerns? Parents,
0: like I said, like I said, the walks used to be
1: really, really horrible where I couldn't
0: walk. Yet. Like he, as a puppy, he could walk and he could do things and stuff. You know, you take him in. He was reactive to people. We don't have any reactivity on walks to people. Bikes can pass, kids can pass. We used to never be able to do any of that. We got through all that without a problem. We can just walk. Mm-hmm. The dog issue still, and it's it, It's selective. Last night we passed a dog. We came around a bend. The dog was there. He saw the dog and his usual thing is you get the glare, you see the stance change. So we know what signs to look for. So last time we came around the bend, we saw it, I crossed him over the street. And what I did was I gave him a low tap. I saw him give a low glare. I had him on like an 18 on his collar. I just said, no tip tapped it, said, leave it. And we kept walking. And then he looked over again, said, no, again, leave it. Walk. And that dog, he left alone, not a peep. Mm -hmm. We cross another dog four blocks later and he goes that shit crazy
1: (laughs) okay is he fixed yes okay so i would say that not knowing exactly because i can't see him yeah i think a lot of this is going to come down to your handling right so i would be more focusing on your physical handling when a dog is getting built up if, right. if, if what you're doing isn't working, you have to switch. So don't don't keep doing what you're doing. If, if things are inconsistent, you have to change things up because right now it seems like you only have one thing in your toolbox where you're just right. trying to use the e-collar to snap them out of things and it's not working consistently. Mm-hmm. Right. So you, you definitely want to switch gears on that. So I would be, how is your heel command with him?
0: He's, he's really good because said he originally came home on a slip lead from board and dream mm-hmm. and they worked on the, the reactivity there in the facility and he came home whatever you know they do the at-home visit with us afterwards and stuff like that we went to the, the place and trained with them afterwards and stuff like that they come back yep and our neighborhood's generally quiet so you don't see dogs all the time so they come to a visit mm-hmm. we didn't see dogs so then when i took him on a walk on my own in the slip call i was afraid as crap that he was gonna like he lunge and i thought i was gonna lose the leash or i was gonna (laughs) break on him and that's it that's when they put him on the um they put him on the prong collar they put him on a 2.25 sprangler prong but i said his it said his heel's good he knows the difference between heel and let's go like if i stop he sits
1: yeah Okay. But
0: I said, with, with the dog thing, I said, it just, like, it, it said, it just, I've learned now to watch his body language, and I can kind of so get what it do you, sometimes.
1: Yeah, what do you do when this happens?
0: So, they had me, I said, originally had me using the e-collar with mm-hmm. him. So, like, we've had it gone through the parts of, like, we get a trainer, one for us, like, feed the shit out of him to kind of just, you know, get him to sit and feed the crap out of him and reward him and just kind of let the dog pass. And that didn't really work with him. You know, um, now they said, now it's the e collar, and he said, well, you have to crank it higher, you have to put it higher, so he understands that this is not acceptable. So I was like, I know, but how high do you crank it? Because he just gets amped.
1: Yeah, I, would, I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't be worrying too much about the e collar. Yeah, that doesn't work for you.
0: No, it's not working on him. Then so then right. I removed the e collar from that um for a while and then they said no you have to do this situation I went bad with him two people have to walk him and i'm like he really has a good walk it just happens to be that split second when all of a sudden it changes when you come around a bend or wherever it is or yeah. a dog's coming and i said and it's very particular I said they bring their dogs and train he knows he said he was in group classes out in public mm-hmm. lined up not a problem it's like, you know, we joke like, you know, it's the kid that goes to school, behaves, comes home and something different. I'm like, I have to be doing something different because he could be in line and be yeah. in class and, and not have a reaction. Yeah. But a random dog that's not in class can pass and he and he will react.
1: Yeah. And a lot of that is because of your handling. So that's what I'm trying to, trying to narrow down here is what you're doing is not. And we see this every day. And it's 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 all it is is just what you're doing with him. Okay. That's why I'm trying to figure out like how you're handling him during this this time, so I would I would be suggesting like the e collar is great for certain c- scenarios, but mm. if it if it's like if I'm using an e if I'm using any equipment on a dog harness, treat, e collar, ball, toy, right. whatever, and it's not working, I move on. I just okay, let's right. switch gears. This isn't working for us, so it's not working for you. So don't worry about that. Okay, I, this is all you're handling. So you you have to make sure that you're handling him properly under these circumstances and oftentimes when dogs are trained by a trainer and they go back to the training facility they act like they did when they left and mm-hmm. also y- you are mindful about how you're handling him because your trainers are trying to work with you on being a good handler so <clears throat> when you're out you just have to make sure that you're you're decompressing and dismantling this build that's creating before okay. it explodes. So right. oftentimes what people do is when they're out with a dog and then if you're out for a 30 minute walk and you see somebody once, it's it's a, it's a 10 second blimp in that 30 minutes. It shouldn't be anything. So right. you just have to make sure that when you're working with him, you're giving him clear, concise <coughs> information during that time to dismantle the build. Okay so as you're walking with him you need to make sure that you're doing inside turns outside turns once he starts to build your job as you're out especially with any type of terrier mix Mm -hmm. typically they have a high prey drive they lock in they hyper focus they can become very vocal they become obsessed and so you have to dismantle that with handling so if you're walking out and the dog sees the other dog, and then you kind of fall apart. That's why things are getting worse and not getting better. Okay. So that means if he's on my left side, and I'm out with him, and I'm healing, and he sees another dog, instead of this is what everyone does, they look at the dog, they go, leave it, leave it, leave it, leave it, leave it. And it just that tells the dog react 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 so that's the first thing that people do don't do that but you have to make sure that you're taking off his build physically so when we're handling dogs at the facility i always tell people that when a when a the wherever the head will go the mind will follow so physically if you're out with him and he Like if you're out walking and he sees another dog and his chest pumps up and his ears flick up and he just gets intense and he's just hyper-focused like some sort of uh, football player trying to tackle the guy, right? Just that's all they're focused on and they're like locked in and their whole body just moves and their head stays stiff on that thing. You have to then break that down. He's not just going to, if you say leave it, he's going to go, oh, okay, I'll leave it. That's not happening with this dog. Right. You have to work him physically and handle him physically to start to dismantle some of that build. And that's where you take your left leg and you turn into him and you cut him off and you go the other way. And as he's building, you're taking that <clears throat> dog that's building off of that that track. And that's 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 one of the only ways to start to dismantle a dog that's reactive like that.
0: Okay, so he said turn into him
1: and yeah. turn him
0: the other way. Okay,
1: it. it just said it, well, I
0: just it's so crazy.
1: <laughs> what you're doing is you're you're you have to figure out, and I don't know. I, I, there's right. not just one thing like oh take a left exactly. and he'll stop. I, I don't know. Right. I I'm just saying like I have had in the last couple months, especially over the summer, I have had so many terriers in my facility that we have filmed with on my channel that mm-hmm. are the same way. And we have used the e-collar. It's been nice, but that's just a little piece of deactivation. But mm-hmm. you, your dog maybe doesn't like dogs. Your dog maybe um, gets super predatorial on the leash your dog gets very vulnerable on the leash who knows what the cause of the actual like laser focus is your job is to dismantle that build and han- th- this is all an ha- a handling thing this uh-huh. is all just how you're handling the situation it doesn't really again it doesn't his how he feels about these other dogs shouldn't shouldn't predicate the outcome of how he behaves because okay. ultimately you are the one that is out with him. So again, just like with anything else in, in the world, like with kids, with, with anything you're out and they're like, Oh, I want to go here. I want to go. And they just started driving your car. We're going to go to Dunkin Donuts. We're all going to get donuts. <laughs> We're going to go to Chuck E. Cheese. Right. We're all gonna, like, that doesn't happen. Like I know what you want, right. but so the inside turn, essentially like if he's at your left side and he just, whoop, he's built on this dog zoop, just hyper focuses. And your job is to spend 15 to 25 seconds to start to decrease that build and okay. it's a very cat and mouse type of game between you and him like you have to you have to really focus on what you're doing to dismantle this because some dogs especially terriers even <clears throat> when they do react to certain tools and in the and you have an opportunity to bring a dog down with tools they're still so hyper focused that you have to basically unravel that tightness and so again his head so if he's on mm-hmm. your left side and you and you literally turn 90 degrees to the left boom he's cut off and the only way he can look at that dog now is if he if he flips around and turns okay and um and then you cut again and you you're doing this i think a lot of people when i talk about this think that it means you have to just walk back home or you have to go the other way or whatever. And that's not what I'm saying. You just have to – I think a be- the best way that I'm thinking about is like dismantle, disengage, break okay. down. Like you have to – and then <clears throat> you can do drawback recalls. So you're out for a walk. He sees a dog. He starts to build. You draw back one two three steps you say his name come if he doesn't you give him a correction he comes to you if he does great but you're gonna have to just break him down and kind of unravel that okay. as you're working with this other dog okay yeah just
0: <laughs> I said, well i said i kept saying like i said i know it's not him it's me correct and and i and i said like i 100 own it like i said like i, I that's what i kept saying like i know i'm missing a piece i said because I can get everything else. And I'm like, what am I missing here? <laughs> Cause I just, and they said, when they came here Sunday and said to me, move up to 80. I'm like, that's it. I can't do it. I just can't. Yeah. It's not, it's not t- doing it. And I'm like, you guys aren't here to see how he o- goes ballistic and it's not worth it. I'm like, because it just charges him more. Like the backyard thing is just, I don't know how to, we have a dog behind us. He doesn't react to the other side of the fence. He doesn't react to the one that has a small dog. He reacts to the guy has a shop next door he hears noise all day like he hears the gate open he starts whatever but when that little dog comes it just it's beyond and like i'm like how do i even like he like paces the entire length of the fence so
1: yeah well that that's where again like you you can't
0: do i put him on a leash like that's what i'm saying I put him on a leash that's i don't want to mess on a leash and
1: no I, that's not going to take what that's not going to do anything Like that's not going to change how he feels about what's going on. That's just going to hold him back even more. It's just uh, fences hold dogs back. So putting him on a leash is going to do the same thing. You're going to hold him back inside of a fence then. So it's not about that. It's more about you have to, this is more of like a lifestyle thing than anything. Like if your dog wants to chase around this little small dog because he thinks it's a toy or he thinks it's lunch, then your job is two things. Is you either recall your dog and and put him inside when that happens, or you you figure out some sort of conversation to your neighbor to say like, hey can can you just let me know when you're going to put your dog out or something? Because I I guess my point is is from what you're telling me in the context, it seems like and it total to me like to you it may not make sense to me. It's the sky is blue and the grass is green. Like this is yeah that yeah. Like, you have a you have a terrier mix that, yeah, it doesn't really care about this dog, doesn't really care much about this dog, but as soon as this little dog comes out, it's like, all of a sudden, and dog owners, like, all of a sudden, all the time, that comes out of their mouth often. It's not all, things don't, ha- unless it's a neurological, like, retardation, like, genetical problem, all of right. a sudden, things don't really happen. That doesn't happen. Right. It's usually, there's always a reason, and it's very clear to to, to some people who, like, understand dogs and- Again, if you have a a terrier that has this other dog running back and forth on the fence or whatever, and then your dog is chasing that dog, and you're like, "I don't understand." Like, well, he just wants to get to the other dog. So that again, like, that's more of a lifestyle thing than anything. Like, you're gonna have to just figure out. It's like if you have a if you have a yard and you have you have a one single kid in your house that you that you are raising, you're you're your child right and then the next neighbor has five and and every day they're out and they're playing and they're having fun and they got music going and they're laughing and they're kicking the ball and they're playing for everything is great and your kid's just over there going i want to go over there and you're like i don't understand what's wrong with my kid he always wants to go over there what's wrong Why does he want to go over there? It's like, it's pretty obvious why, like if your dog wants to go over there, it's because he wants to get to that, uh, that other dog for whatever reason, who uh, that's not, that's not our concern right now. So it's, it's, there's nothing you can really do about that situation unless you manage it in a lifestyle scenario. Like you can't just say, Hey, I know you're bored. I know you're pacing on this fence and now there's a little tiny squirrel over there running around with a dog collar on. And I don't want you to care about that dog. Like that's, I mean, it's possible, but again, like he
0: comes out of the house and he will sit in that yard in our yard facing their property. Yeah. Like he just sits there and and waits and there are other dogs just lays on the deck and is content or whatever until he makes that bolt. And then she doesn't understand. She does her little bunny hop thing across the yard towards him and said and then he just turns and just gets in her face growls at her and then goes back to running
1: yeah that's what dogs do
0: but he doesn't but he doesn't bother the dog in the back <laughs> there's a dog behind it and that one he doesn't he can't be bothered with yeah and they said so they just moved in and his other dog said we had no problem last year with this with the house next door all of a sudden this year it's it bothers him this year that's i'm like i'm like i just you know i'm like. Is there, do I distract him? Like just really work on his recall and just send him to play. It's, you know, he's got well, a place ha- outside of my doing that.
1: You could. Yeah, you could. But the only problem is, is like, again, you're trying to go against a, a nature thing. You're, you're trying right. to tell the fish not to swim like this, this. See, and the other thing is, is like, you're, you have to realize that when dogs mature, they change completely. Mm-hmm. So again, like you're like, oh, the daycare thing. And last year he didn't do this. Last year he was a puppy.
0: Yeah, that's I said. He literally turned one in October, and then the listeners said his play changed a little bit.
1: And yeah, it changed. Like he it, was
0: good until he wasn't good.
1: <laughs> well, like, <laughs> well, yeah, well, like you said, like your your daycare, like you you know you gotta like you know I have a daycare myself. We've had one for six years, and you know our job is to we know dogs. I mean, that's our job. Dog owners right. who drop their dogs off really don't know. Their dogs, like they don't know how they behave, they don't know how they interact, they don't know how to they, you know, they don't know how to they. they, There's there's a lot that goes on. It's just like, you know, with teachers, right? Like we we, teachers probably see more of their kids than anything else. And so, anyway, my point is, is when they're when your daycare staff's like, hey, he's he can't come back anymore. He's you know he's changed. You're like, oh, at eight months, all of a sudden he's he's not. So it's he's not a puppy anymore. So it's not. There's no surprise there, like whatsoever. Right. Your dog is just not a puppy. It's the same thing as like human beings. Like oh, all of a sudden, like he they just didn't want to watch Barney anymore. It's so weird. I don't understand. (laughs) Like, they loved Barney. It's like why? And and then, but if you're like oh yeah, that makes that that actually makes total sense. So dogs as they mature. So when they're puppies they're like little kids they're like every every single person walking the planet they're so naive right they're vulnerable they're like everyone's nice i love everybody there's blah 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 and and once pu- once puppies turn into adult dogs they start to become who they are and right. and again in a lot of who dogs are is their genetics so and it's it is breed yes but it's also where they came from so i know that that sometimes isn't even thought of but when you get a really high drivey breed mixed in with things it does change the the behavior of mm-hmm. the dog and like again terriers are very 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 prey driven that's what i mean they're they chase and kill and you know not in a bad way it's a, i'm not talking right. about pit bull terriers i mean of course they're terriers i'm talking about jack russell terriers i'm talking about yeah. wheat terriers, terriers i mean they're those are working dogs across the terrier right. line. So that's what you're you're kind of seeing and it's it may be a surprise to you and that's fair, of course. But I'm just trying to walk you through like okay, you have this you have this dog that was great and all of a sudden just started having these semi-reactive issues to certain dogs and again, if you have a smaller dog running around on one end of the fence and then another dog over here that's just like not doing anything and your your terrier mix is chasing the smaller dog and obsess that that doesn't surprise me and if your dog is behaving better in group class or at the training facility with the trainer there that also doesn't surprise me because it's not their it's not really their space it's not their neighborhood it's not their yard if you will and so
0: right because yeah i could definitely say demeanor changes when he walks into the facility of course
1: Yeah. He's like, oh, this is where, this is where all the strict uncles and aunts live. I have to, it's just, you know, it's, (laughs) we see it all the time with our boarding trains. They come in and they're like saluting us at the door (laughs) and, Mm -hmm. um, it happens. But so again, like walking through what you're dealing with, I, I think the, the backyard with the pacing and kind of like locked in on this other dog, you're getting this redirective behavior towards the other dog. Right, and I'm the the picture you painted is pretty clear to me. You have a fence. um, The Terry, like one of the dogs that's reactive more, is just sitting there, like waiting for this little dog to come outside. And then your other dog is just chilling on the fence. And then as soon as your one dog gets fired up and starts moving around, your other dog gets up and says, hey, what's going on? Right. And your one dog is so intense trying to pace this dog back and forth to try to get to the other fence or try to hunt this dog or whatever. Okay. And then what you're getting is a very simple, basic, common, redirective behavior. So it's frustration. So some dogs get so obsessed and so hyper-focused on certain things that Mm -hmm. they redirect sometimes it happens on the leash sometimes it happens on a fence but they're basically got so much energy exactly focused on this one thing gotta 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 have it gotta have it gotta have it gotta gotta, gotta, give me give me give me and they're just chasing they're smelling they're sniffing they're obsessed and actually the fence creates more of that because they can't get to it so they're kind of like hold me back hold me back and so it creates more of that frustration and then the other dog comes up and gets in that dog's way and then they're and they just grab and pin the dog and say get the hell out of here man i'm working so all of what you're saying is making sense and then on the outside the e-collar is just you know it's it's not really gonna break this particular dog down and i've even seen dogs like especially when they get locked in like a predatorial lock-in is such a different if, if you really watch dogs and how they get in on that it's such a different state of mind it's not like like if if your dog was playing with another dog or your dog was curious or your dog was maybe just kind of aloof and like not paying attention and running away your 80 would would flip them over and rip them back you know get them back to you but when you're dealing with like a prey drive and a dog that's obsessed that e-collar No matter how high you are, is is just going to get in the way, and that's why I was. You've heard me talk about the pager because the stimulation rises (laughs) up and it kind of gets louder, 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 louder. And 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 when dogs are hyper focused, they don't feel much as far as that those levels of stimulation. But the pager is different because it's not stimulation. Stimulation has multiple levels of. 0 to 127 and the pager is just this very abrupt like you know so that's why i like using the pager because it, it's an easier like snap out of it but okay with you and i and i'm trying to paint you a picture so you better understand i've i've been uh, working with f- friends dogs that do like uh, beagle and hare type of stuff mm-hmm. where the the beagles just chase the rabbits and they're not hunting the rabbits it's just you're, you're getting scored off how close your dog gets to the rabbit, right? And anyway anyway, it's a, it's a huge culture. And um I, I've seen dogs actually uh, have uh, I see the, I saw this one dog, he was in a trial, and a, a, he ran into a stick and he just like hit it right, and the stick just went directly right into his chest, and mm. it, like a sword, like zoop, right to his chest cavity. This dog could care less. I mean, running around with a stick shoved in his chest and he's just sitting there, you know, chasing the rabbits and running around and tails wagging and they don't, and that's the thing that I think a lot of dog owners like don't understand is there's certain, a a dog is what you make it for the most part, but at the end of the day, they're still animals. Like I've had clients like tell me they don't want their dog to walk on pavement because it might hurt their pads. And I'm like... (laughs) <laughs> um and but you know it's it's it is funny but it's like i totally get it because some yeah. dog owners just have no clue they haven't they love and i get it they they're doing it out of love and ignorance and they just have no idea like what these animals are savagely born and bred to potentially do right. or, you know so i think my i guess my point is is yeah the e-collar as you rise up d- during this dog's getting like super locked in is probably not going to deescalate things for you it's probably just going to shake his neck and he's going to be like you know it may be even more intense so you have to then take your body and deactivate this dog so when he's on your left side and you're out and you're working with him and he sees that dog i'm going to give you some scenarios and i'll walk you through those things like what i what is the dog's name that we're talking about my dog chico chico okay so chico so chico and, and i would be doing this just with chico and just leave yeah. the other dog at home for now yeah, we take
0: him for separate walks because it's a little easier to work one than the other because i would only just do like work small circles with him the other dog can go for long walks. he just right. goes for smaller walks
1: yeah <clears throat> and is he what is he motivated by does he like food and treats so he's, what is he?
0: he is definitely food meat. so he we went to like you know bring in chicken with him like something of different than a normal treat with him trying to yeah it's a higher reward with him
1: yeah okay so typically and I'm, I'm gonna walk you through some scenarios some exercises and just like if somebody were to give you stretching exercises you're gonna pick and choose what makes sense to you what feels good for you blah 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 right it's not like i'm just gonna give you some exercises that you can try and then um, i'm gonna send you some videos too of dogs like yours that, uh, that we've had success with kind of altering between the pager and then just handling. But the dog that you're working with right now Mm -hmm. are, is a difficult dog because again, you're trying to tell a fish not to swim. Like terriers are very, they, they obsess over things that like move, you know, like they're like, Oh, I gotta, gotta go up to that so it's difficult so what you're dealing with is difficult is what i'm trying to say it's a hard dog to kind of snap out of these things like hey don't care about this is very difficult for this breed um so he's on your left side chico's in Mm -hmm. a heel and you see a dog you hear a dog whatever he kind of gets excited he gets stimulated everything changes with him and the closer you get the more intense that that gets so your job is to use your handling so you're you're countering the scenario with hey let's do this instead so it's a little bit of avoidance but it's also just very structured so the dog makes better decisions and, and i say a little bit of avoidance because i think full avoidance which some people do is they just get out of there they're gone they run away right. they pick their dog up they whatever and that's not necessarily bad I mean if somebody if somebody can't handle situations that's probably a safer bet but what I would encourage you to do is as you're out with him and he's in that heel on the left side you would then say his name so you go Chico come and then you 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 would just draw you would draw back and so basically he's again he's on your left side and then you start backpedaling Chico come he's likely going to be locked in on that dog and forget that you even exist and and so when he stays locked in as you're walking backwards two things are happening is you are walking backwards which if if he's out with you he should be very aware and mindful of where your body is and also you told him to come or hear whatever your verbal is but you say chico come he's not listening and then boom he gets a correction and so typically what ends up happening is the dog like oh shit what 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 and then you say And then essentially what I try to do is I push the dog forward again and then do it again. And I'm basically like, Hey man, snap out of it. Pay attention to me. And that's, that's what handling does. And then same thing with like an inside turn is as you're moving with him and he starts to load, you're going to take your left leg and basically just cut him off at a 90 degree angle. And you can do that for six inches and then cut again, left. So you're basically left, left. You're going right back to where you came from. And then you're going, right. So this whole thing that I'm talking about could take four seconds. You're trying to get his attention on you and not the other dog. And then if he gives you attention, he looks at you, he's mindful of your body. He starts to move back with you when you say that's when the treats are, Hey man, good job. And again, there's some breeds and some dogs that are going to be like this chicken is chopped liver to me compared to this dog and that may happen with you it may not Mm -hmm. but your objective here is to say hey first of all you have to pay attention to me because i'm in charge and you're not and this is my responsibility to keep you you know in a good state of mind and 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 all that stuff but then once he starts to say okay fine like and that's pretty much what happens His dogs are like oh fine like you know, But they're still locked in on the dog. But as soon as your dog starts to give you some attention, some engagement, right. that's where the rewards start coming out. Yes, good. And they go, whoa, what is this? Now, okay. that's like Crash Course 101. Um, and again, I'm going to send you a couple of videos of me doing that with dogs, mm-hmm. of the timing of when to turn away and all okay. that stuff. The only Perfect. difficult thing is – the success of this is going to take a little bit of time. And I want you to understand that the different exercises of drawing back, turning in, um, stopping sitting, like all of this is going to change. And, and don't be afraid to say, okay, because there's some dogs that I've been working with that I put them into a sit and they're, they're a lot calmer in a sit because they just want to like, see what this dog is doing. And they'll watch. Right. And they're in a sit. They're not moving. They're not crying. They're not shaking. They're not, like, building up. They're just watching this other dog pass. And then you just say, okay, break. And then you break him out and you pay him and you move on. Okay. I've had other dogs that works the exact opposite. That you put mm-hmm. them into a sit and they're like, and they're sitting there. The building. Yeah, exactly. And then it's worse. So you, I, I'm saying this because, like, every little aspect of handling dogs is is going to be like that it's going to change and evolve and your job is to be able to do that fairly quickly okay. to make sure that you're like nope nope yep yep nope and you're just you're it's i always tell people it's like you know, like an MMA fighter or something like you're constantly evolving with the things around you or in MMA, it's like your opponent, right? And your opponent in this case is the other dog. So whatever your dog is doing, you're going to have to change gears, sometimes like instantaneously to try to figure out what works best. And once you figure it out, you're going to say, okay, this is how we handle situations. And, and I know that that's Maybe not what you want to hear and boring. No, but... no,
0: no, no. It's not. I, I completely understand it because it's like everything else is. I said it's working every little bit. I said whether it's working the front door, whether it's working, it's, it's all in stages and to see what works for him and what works for him right. may not work for my other dog and vice versa. Um, so I completely understand, that and that's what I said. I said I knew that. I said, it wasn't him. It's me. What I need to learn for me to understand what I need to do in that moment for him. Mm-hmm. So I said, and it's all trial and error. Like the same thing. Like we went through the phase of just stay within the small little parameter of the block. Work five minutes with him on the block. Yeah. No long, no long one mile walks. He gets short distances until he can get to the next progression to the next. So it's yeah. all said trial and error. Small, small scale. You know, take. Take the wins when you get a win as opposed to take the win and then like yesterday, I, I should have just took the win and came home. Yeah. We continued to walk and then he failed on the next dog. Yeah. You know, I should have just took the win and turned around and went home. Mm-hmm. I, but I have a question on what your thought is. So now, he didn't react on the dog yesterday, on the one for me, or he reacted on the other. One. So. Once they settle and you get distance, what is your thought process on what some say, like, follow that dog now? But the dog's ahead. He's out of his he's done with his craziness. He's back in control. He's in a heel like he's supposed to. Mm-hmm. This distance. Does it benefit him to now make sure he stays in a heel and it stays in his form like he's supposed to following this dog? or does that? What do you mean? OK, so like he had a reaction, you know, he had no reaction on the dog yesterday. We are on the walk. Mm-hmm. So I rewarded him. I broke him out. I was, we went around the bend. We were out of the dog to reward him because he did such a great job. Do I turn him back now and make him heel, like in a tight heel, um, with some distance behind the other dog?
1: Like, that follow, he have, yeah. like follow the and follow, dog?
0: And follow, yeah. I wouldn't. I think it just because that's what I, I felt like it sets him back up. Like we like leave the situation. we had a great thing. Let's just continue where we're going. Yeah, but they, they said they want me to like if he reacts or doesn't react once he breaks out of it, to f- follow the dog. And I'm like, I don't I felt like it's the same thing. I feel like I'm missing a piece, and I question, like, well, he'll learn. I'm like, I don't think he learns that way, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to me, I think it learned, like i I just punished him. For something. Now let's follow
1: this. Tool. <laughs> well, I just don't think it's okay. beneficial. I, it's not not beneficial.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah. Cause you're like, your job is to simply say like, Hey man, I don't care what you think about other dogs. That doesn't, that, you know, I don't, yeah. I don't like everybody. I don't care who you like and who you don't, man, but you can't act like a crazy person when we're out. That's just not happening. You know? So as soon as you go out and your dog's like, okay, I'll play cool mom. I'll be good. I'll sit. I'll, I'll come back to you. I'll, I'll pay attention. I'll engage with you, blah, blah, blah. And 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 again, when I'm saying this, this is a, this is a four second thing. This isn't like a twenty minute thing. This is a really quick oh, yeah. thing, you know. And then if you do good, and they make a great decision, and then you're like, okay, now let's go follow the dog. Like we're not. Your objective isn't to say, hey, I want to get close enough to this dog to like have them hug and kiss. The goal is, is when we're out and you're out for your walk. This is about you. This is right. about you going out for your walk and being able to enjoy your dog. And your dog is going to be okay with some dogs. Your go- your dog is going to get riled up with other dogs. Why that is, I, I don't even – it's not even – I'm not worried about that. It's more about how do we handle the situation when it happens. Okay. And right. If your dog behaves good and you do a little quick, you know, leash – little leash handling to, to kind of calm the dog down and you move on, that's all you would expect. I okay. couldn't imagine being like, okay, you've passed the test. Now go chase the dog down. Right. Why would you do that? That they're not – Unless again, it's like, they're not, we're not trying to meet the dogs. We're not trying to, if, if, if he's giving you an inch, don't try to take a mile and say, okay, now let's fail you. Like that doesn't, mm-hmm. that wouldn't make any sense right. to me in, in any way to once your dog finally accomplishes what you've been wanting them to do. I wouldn't say, okay, now we're going to go a step further because it's like, you're going to, you're never going to be happy. Right. And it's not fair. It's not fair to the other dog that's now getting, you know, hunted. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But I said, you know, I said I, said, I watched plenty of videos, of different things, and I said I took notes on different things that I've seen that you do. And I kept saying, like, I'm like, I said to my husband, I said, he said, I love where they train certain things, but for some reason, this wasn't sitting right with me. This whole thing, and I said, I said, it's like taking my kid. If I don't take my kid for a second opinion before surgery or something like that, I right. said, I have to do this because I feel like, right, I'm, I'm like, I'm reading a book, um. What is it? meet your dog or i think it's called meet your dog let me introduce you to your dog or something like that yeah and it's explaining so it's explained like like this person lived in the country whatever had a wheat and terry didn't understand they had a farm the dog was all over the place in the barn all day they moved to like the mountains and in the book their person saying like my dog's going crazy they need prozac you know they need doggy prozac i can't figure what's going on so they had someone come in the house that's like call this person have them come look yeah She's like, "Do you understand what your dog does?" And the person's like, "What do you mean?" She goes, "You have mice in your walls. Your dog is scratching your walls and attacking your walls because there's mice." In <laughs> and the wow. dog was probably doing that in the hay, at the barn. Yeah, I didn't know it. And I was like, "I'm like, it's interesting because it, it breaks down different things like that I would never have thought of." And I said, "Like I've watched a million things. I've done webinars. I'm reading books. I'm like, but I kept saying like it's not him. It's me." And I said, "And it's just some piece that um." missing and i said i'm doing what my trainers say and but again not everything works for every dog and they kept saying to me like if this doesn't work with him we don't know what to do and i'm like but i'm like this isn't working and i've been saying and i'm paying for private lessons and it's not working (laughs) and i said you know you pay a lot of money for and then it comes and it, it doesn't happen when when they bring their dogs i'm like he knows the difference you're here hit your dogs he won't do it like he can literally walk within like inches of their dogs On a walk, we are on completely opposite sides of the road, and it could happen. So I said, I just don't want to continue setting him up to fail because that's what I, you know, that's what I felt like it was happening at that point. I'm like, I'm taking him out, I'm punishing him, I'm scolding him, I'm knocking him down, I'm not building confidence in him or me at this point. And I said, and, you know, I come home upset from my walk because I feel like I just beat the dog down, basically, mentally, um, by killing him with the e collar and telling him bad and pulling on his pinch collar and the whole thing. Um, I I just said, I got to that point. I'm like, I just can't. Yeah. There's
1: yeah. Yeah. And I, and I don't like, yeah, I get it. I mean, that's why I do what I do is you're just like, Hey, what the heck's going on here? What's the right. And, and you know, I, 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 it's just all like, everyone's trying to figure it out. And I'm like, you know, I've done this a couple thousand times successfully. I can, uh, point you in the right direction and, and, and just take, you know what, like you said, just take what works and just go with that. And mm-hmm. but I think right now, again, don't focus on trying to get rid of this. Like you're not you. Can- no, it's
0: more of a man. It's how to manage it more than. Like,
1: yeah, and that's what all life is. Yeah. That's, that's what I think. People get like kind of afraid of. I mean, I think that there's ethical management and then non, uh, of course. Like you know, if you have a dog that has a prey drive and just gets riled up about other dogs. I mean, that's normal. Like, okay, yeah, we got to deal with this. You know, like, it's just like with kids that get, ex- like, uh, for an example, like, I live in a cul-de-sac and when the ice cream man comes in the summer, all the kids <laughs> go nuts. You know, like that's management. It's like, it's, it, we haven't had yep. dinner yet. You, you've just had ice cream. There's certain things that you have to be like, no, they're like, yeah, but I want to. And that's what your dog is doing. I want to go see this dog for whatever reason. Why isn't the point? The point is, is the buck stops with you. And right. you say no, 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 we're not doing this. You know, go back inside and finish your dinner. Yeah, but I hear the din, da, 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 da. no, we're done, <laughs> and that's what's happening. And so you just have to figure out how you're gonna do it. But I think right now, instead of just trying to correct, because some, as you know, uh, you know, I'm I'm really big on what works, and some mm-hmm. dogs do really great with just a correction. Like we just worked with a Chihuahua in, in my last video, and he just I corrected him once, and he's like, I'm done with this. Right. And I just use the slip leash. Pop. He's like, okay, I'm done. And um but the owner couldn't do that. So it took her it took her a couple of days to figure it out. So you just have to figure out what's gonna work for you and your dog and it's handling. It's it's drawbacks, it's cutoffs, it's stops, it's payment reward systems and um I like I said, I, I'd like to send you some some videos of some terriers that I've worked with recently over the summer that w- will be helpful for you because they've there's this one dog in particular named Creature. Okay. They didn't they didn't name the dog, he came with that. <laughs> and
0: Chico <laughs> came with his name. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. And I don't know, it's whatever, but um he's a small little like amstaff mix, so uh still a very like prey driven dog. Uh mm-hmm. really really wants to to go out and uh and and work. And he was very 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 Locked in on things, like very locked in on things. And um, he, he, I, to be honest, I was like very, very in my head. I'm like, there's no way this dog's going to not do this. I mean, because again, it's, it's the staffies um, are terriers as well, you know, so they're very like hunty, prey dogs. And, mm-hmm. you know, and, and these guys adopted this dog, so they don't know what these people perform said hey we want you to behave like this who knows so i knew i was going against the grain on genetics and but anyway my point was is that's it that's what i'm going to send you for sure it was a really i was very impressed with the ability to get this dog out of what we needed to but we did it with a lot of positive reinforcement reward systems in combination of inappropriate nope done and we used the e-collar and we used the leash pressure and we were able to then put him into group class. And I was like, that was just one that sticks out for me that I was like, right. I mm-hmm. thought was never going to like not care about dogs. And mm-hmm. by the end of the program, he was like, he didn't. So anyway.
0: It's amazing. Um, one last thing. Because I'm getting closer. Sure. Do I try the pager with him in the backyard to try in?
1: You can. The only problem here's here's the thing is I just it,
0: I said my thing is like I can do whatever with him, but I said but it's same thing is you know if the neighbors' doors on the other side. If I don't hear them or whatever, yeah, you know, yeah. property. No, you can because they have a huge garage thing that you know next to our fence line. So it's, it's not even like we could see their door to let their dog out. But it's said like it's zero to eighty to the threshold. It's like boom. As soon as that door comes, he's beyond.
1: Yeah. So again, you can. It's just it. You're gonna, it, I would just be. I think you might have to stay out there for a while and just leave it, brr, leave it, brr, leave yep. it. Because okay. the thing is, is the dog on the other side of the fence is gonna remain there. And so, if right. so, you it's not gonna be that clear about what this dog can do and not do. So, like, right.
0: but if I can manage it somehow and kind of
1: yeah you can curb it, it yeah my
0: thing is to try and try and curb it a little bit at least essentially i said he ended up hurting his we took had to go for a cat scan on the shoulder because he ended up hurting his bicep from pouncing on that fence we kept oh, having yeah. the, the then, yeah. lameness coming going
1: yeah
0: um from pounce, you see the whole pvc fence rocking from him
1: yeah yeah you can definitely correct that i was just okay. saying like you're not going to be able to correct his uh yeah his uh in t- attention towards the other dog that's what i was saying so but, but if i uh, can
0: curb it from 100 yeah. down to 40 yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. you know because i said he's great yeah. in the yard until this jaw comes out it's like it's it you're like you enjoy it, and then all of a sudden it's like you know and just intense but i said like i know everything's always like you know catch watch the violet catch before the threshold but it's like he literally this jaw comes out i don't know he smells it because you don't even hear a peep from the dog yet Mm -hmm. And he bolts off that deck to that corner and just goes. Mm -hmm. So, but if I can do the pager or something, try and just to, and then work on his recall to get him away and kind of level it down a little bit, maybe.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You can definitely start to curb some of those like extra stuff, like the jumping and maybe even the barking. You're just not going to be able to stop the.
0: No, I said, but if I can curb it a little bit and get it down to more of a, a more manageable.
1: Yeah, sure. Level. I, yeah, okay. that's fair.
0: Perfect. Okay, I appreciate your time and your expertise and your patience and no problem. And everything you put out for everybody, I said because I looked to see where you were. I, you know, I had them send me information on the three-day class. I'm like, because I'm like, I, it's me. I know it's me. Mm-hmm. And ironically, I was moved to that area because I'm on Long Island, and uh, ten years ago, my job had, was moving everybody up to Boston Spa. Oh, funny! So I have people that live in Clifton Park and stuff like that <laughs> that are up there. I'm like small world that this is where, um, where you were located. That is right near where yeah. I was transferred to. Yep. So, but thank you so much. I look forward to the videos coming in, and then uh, putting a you know wonderful testimonial once we get through this and I get cool. through this and learn what I have to do to uh to get him to where he needs to be for him mentally
1: yeah amazing i'll send you the you're welcome i'll send you the reinforcing emails or videos so you can check out uh, exactly what i'm talking about with other dogs that i've done and then you can take what i've told you here and then mix it in with uh some of the videos and be be on with it yeah
0: perfect i took three pages of notes so
1: (laughs) amazing cool all right cool good luck thank
0: you so much and have a great day
1: all right, you guys, you've reached the end of the podcast. Thank you so much for listening as always. Again, we're out of questions. So if you guys want me to answer your specific questions, head over to the iTunes review chart. Leave your review and your question in the review. And we'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon.